What do you get when you take all the plot devices from the films Aliens, Edge of Tomorrow, Interstellar, Starship Troopers, Minority Report, War of the Worlds, let's just keep going with as many science fiction classics that we can, throw it into a blender, turn the blender on high, tip that into a hessian bag, wet the bag, jump on the bag, then throw a startled Chris Pratt in. You get The Tomorrow War. And beyond! Made it by! the world! I'm the king of the world! You ain't There's no flying in baseball! Yeah, who's on first? What's on second? I don't know who's on third. Elementary, my dear Watson. What's in the box? Just what do you think you're doing, Dave? Frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. But why male models? Why so serious? I am serious. And don't call me sure. Nobody's perfect. Go ahead. Make my day. Well, they say kids never come by unless they need something. Dad, I need your help. I'll get my coat. 30 years in the future. We are fighting a war. Our enemy is not human, and we are losing. We need you to fight. I will be back. And I love you, Chickpea. Seven days from now, when you're sent into that war, you won't be fighting for your country. You'll be fighting for the world. Is it all right? Yeah, going to war. Stop talking. Listen. Sorry, I, I mean, when I'm nervous, I talk. I'm like a 90, 97 on the nervous scale. That should be fun. Welcome to the future. You and your unit are now in 2051. They're everywhere. We are food, and they are hungry. Our enemy is smarter. Faster. And stronger than you can possibly imagine. You want to see something really dangerous? I feel like literally that's all I've been doing since I got here, but okay. Welcome everybody to Pop Culture. I am Scott. I'm Jason. And I'm Monica. And I'm sorry. Was this my idea? This wasn't yes. my idea. Oh. No. Yes, this is all your fault. You sure? No, you can't go become a politician on us now and try and say, no, I didn't quite say that was a core promise or my idea, someone else's idea. Yeah, what is it? We know so, you're to blame, Scott. I watched the press conference earlier today, actually. Um, <laughs> I think I heard of it. I watched the trailer and honestly I was like, oh, yeah, looks all right. Um, Very good marketing campaign, I must say, for this movie. Oh, I saw some of the stuff about that. Did you see the tank with one of the creatures in it that was going around the streets as part of the marketing? No. So, yeah, no. No, if, look it up. Look up the marketing on the Tomorrow War and you'll see one of the creatures in a tank, like they're chained up. I think it's like the female one in the film. The queen. And it, yep, and it's being towed around the city. So full size, everything. It was wow. very, very impressive. I'm afraid that if I do search that, then Google will take that to mean that it's okay to give me more tomorrow or 
stuff in my <laughs> algorithm. So I won't be doing that. Ah, oh, you, you, it's worth it. I'll, I'll, I'll do it for you. I'll take the bullet and I'll post mm-hmm. it to you later. Much obliged. <laughs> but um, yeah, so I started off with all of those references. I probably didn't cover enough references there, and uh, it is a horrible schmozzle of different films trying to be either referred to or used to create some sort of, I, I can't even say the word original here, some no, sort of plot. I, I, I was thinking about it and I was like, I remember when you, Jason, had like, you, you talked about Mortal Kombat being kind of a mix of all these weird things. But this was just, I was getting Terminator vibes. I was getting like everything. I like Doctor Who, like with the weird time portal. Oh this. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and this movie is like if someone cut and paste just from every script that they found <laughs> with a science fiction bent on it. Holy shit! I've and I've never been more bored. Like that sounds like something I should enjoy. All of my favorite things together, but it was so bland and it was so dull. I think this movie tries to hoodwink an audience into thinking it's good by reminding you of better films and just ripping it off and popping in some weird lizard xenomorph. The the, the raptors. The raptors from thing. Jurassic Park with extra yeah. tentacles. Yeah, pretty much. What was they the, even uh, open doors? They they <laughs> even open doors. I, that said, the only thing I liked in this movie was the creature design. They look cool. I felt that the longer the film went for, um, the worse they ended up looking. Like they ran out of money as they were filming. <laughs> the and then the quality, the rendering just got shoddier and shoddier <laughs> of the creatures. Because they yeah, just uh, got more and more in, in your face. The, the creature design was fine. I mean, I guess... You know, if we're going to look at film and parts, the production design of those particular aliens was really done well, and uh, I'd admire that. Uh, it just it wasn't particularly original, and I think we've seen a lot of ravenous aliens now that sort of bolt about very fast to the point well, where like, it's hard to be original. It's only a month ago watching Quiet Place Part Two. It's like, well, there's your original alien done a hell of a lot better than this. Yep. Yeah, um, and even that one looks like the Stranger Things demogorgon, and yeah, you know they yeah, sort of they Stranger start... Things crossed with venom. <laughs> yeah, so it's it's hard to get that original concept of an alien. It, it all, I think it always will be. Um, but yeah, I think it was an effective monster if you want in terms of that production design. It just didn't. The rules felt a bit odd. I'm like, oh, there is a female, and it's like, oh, this is the only female. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I thought it was going to end up being one of the scenarios where you kill the female and then all of the other um, males are just drop dead. <laughs> <laughs> like every other bad alien yeah. movie. You blow up that one. Yeah. I thought it would have been way more interesting. You just see an explosion of, uh, you know, aliens once you kill the queen. <laughs> it would have yeah, looked now, cool. A la Independence Day yeah, 2. Exactly. two. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I... And Chris Pratt, who I find fine as a Peter Quill. And then the more I see the same 
character over and over and over. I do not believe that he is a science teacher in this movie. Thank you. I was about not to say bit. that. <laughs> I don't buy him as an action star or a high school biology teacher or a scientist or anything like that. It just doesn't... A father, none of it. No, none of it. He just looks like a guy who played football in college and then damaged his knee and now is in some dead-end job. <laughs> <laughs> but still picks up chicks at the bar on a Friday night at TGI Fridays. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I was a star once. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I just um, yeah, I, yeah. The, the 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 of the the cast. I mean, J.K. Simmons is J.K. Simmons, so he's fine. I was he was <laughs> fine, but I was very upset to see a PTSD J.K. Simmons from Nam in this movie. <laughs> like he's too good for this. <laughs> I would watch that movie. I w- I would too, actually. And after tomorrow, well, I have to admit that I actually ended up watching Whiplash because I needed to watch a good movie after watching this shit show. <laughs> yeah, but even uh, even though he he's good, it was a very pedestrian uh, performance by himself. Really, uh, he didn't have to do a lot. It's, no, it's just it's um. He showed uh, up looking grizzled and let the beard do the work. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, um, Chris Pratt. I think his his area is comedy, and um, but he can't. I I'm yet to see him do something that's got any dramatic depth. And this was just a case, and I said it in the intro here. He he just looked like he was startled half the time, and maybe it was something that you were hinting at earlier, where he's startled in the fact that he's got so much control here, and he could put everything he liked into this film, <laughs> being the producer as well. Going, what the hell am I doing here? <laughs> How do like, I get here? Maybe, maybe if I had a thing on my arm and someone said, okay, and he was like, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I guess in terms of a storytelling standpoint as well, the concept that, you know, everyone does a seven day tour and it's particular people who you end up um, finding out um, aren't alive. Um, by the time, yeah, because at mo- the moment yeah, it's like you start yeah. doing time travel, it just gets muddy. So I was like, straight away, I'm like, how would that not like fuck up time? So the solution yeah. around that is like, oh, everyone who is getting sent to this time is dead, dead, which actually makes a lot of sense, but it's also um, a little bit selfish on the part of the people coming to the past from the future, being like, well, you're not going to be alive anyway, so we may as well conscript you and force you into a war that's going to happen, which you won't be around for. You're just, you know, um, cattle, you know. And, that, and, that, and I think the, 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 the part of the movie that I, the, the only part of the movie I thought was genuinely really good was his recruitment scene. Yes. Which felt very great. uncomfortable and, like, horrible. And I'm like, I can see where this is going. <laughs> like, the draft is a terrifying idea to me. And like that scene was great. And then it just, you know, it was it. I couldn't help but feel in the recruitment scene as well, it was setting up Chris Pratt's character to be the white saviour of the movie because in the recruitment scene, the people who are recruiting him, they're all Hispanic, black, different cultural groups recruiting a white man to do this because it's the white man who will be able to save the day. 
As usual. As usual. Mm. You know? Part and parcel, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it it was all very rushed, that part, to try and establish these characters in the future, you know, when he goes to fight with them. Um, you know, the, yes, I guess you're supposed to feel something for those ones that he helps out when they die in the film, but you, you don't know who they are really. It's you, mean, just like, you mean the chick from 24 and the guy who I thought was the guy from Richard Jewell, but it actually wasn't the guy from Richard Jewell. Yeah, well, I, possibly, because yeah. that was a really weird way of describing someone. <laughs> well, I don't know the character's names. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but well, I don't know their names either, and that's the Is point. It? It's sort of like it, it just seemed really shallow and done, you know, tokenistically for some form of emotional impact that just didn't exist. And then all those sequences seem to be exactly the same when you go into the future where, oh, okay, there's going to be quick beat the explosion, slow motion death. Okay, now we're going to beat this explosion, slow motion death. And <laughs> yep. it, it happened multiple times. And I was just there surprised to go, surely they could have thought of some other thing to happen that would be more tense and interesting. No, fireball <laughs> followed by someone leaping. <laughs> I, I feel In that slow um, motion. <laughs> I feel that um the I guess supporting cast is not as important. They're secondary to I guess the core of the story that they're trying to tell, which is Chris Pratt and his relationship with his daughter. Um who, you know, in a wild twist of events is the general that he works with in the future, which you could see happening from a mile away, which is, I understand what they were trying to do with that, but I just thought it was so contrived. I thought they were going for some misplaced sexual tension and then it got really uncomfortable for me. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, I'm sure it did now. (laughs) Like afterwards I was like, oh. No, like when they started talking to one another in the scene in the hospital where they have to um, grab, what was it, some sort of um, part of the antidote or an ingredient that they need for the antidote or the anti-venom or whatever it is. I just thought, oh, my God, who who is this woman? She's important. Oh, shit, she's the daughter, isn't she? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, it didn't. Watching them then get to know one another and working towards um, finding this cure um, and, you know, also trapping the female alien because she's the one that they can extract this anti-venom from. I just, I felt that was quite forced in a way, like trying to make you care about the father-daughter relationship and how it turns out that, you know, um, he abandons the family just like his own dad. Um, this movie's teeming with daddy issues um, <laughs> and abandonment issues. And I just didn't find myself caring that much. And shots of obligatory science where we put yes. things in front of microscopes and the computer says, no, only 68%. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck is this? 68%, why not 100%? Ah, <laughs> uh, and this is the thing, right? I don't even remember Chris Pratt's character's name. I just don't. I, I, I don't either. I'm sorry. I, I didn't even write it down. Well, that's, <laughs> that's a good sign. <laughs> well, you could just call it the protagonist and sort of have a tenant reference there, I guess. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, I, 
to be honest, there's not a lot to get out of this film. It's there's probably one or two set pieces that were interesting. Like uh, I didn't oh, the oil mind. rig thing was cool. The yeah, water and, world at the end. Oh, and them dropping out of the sky and some of them into the pool and off to the edge and that oh, that, that idea. Yeah, like that that idea of a portal being absolutely anywhere and having that impact was really quite well done. Uh, beyond that, though, I'd just make this a drinking game watching this film and go, okay, how many film references can you see? Oh, there's Predator. Quick, okay, take a shot. And then, yeah. And you might actually enjoy the film in the end. It even reaches the point where it's like, I, I, I thought, it was like, did they lift footage from the remake of The Thing at the end? Like, <laughs> <laughs> it, it was close to it because they had the, the flopping you know, saucer, saucer in the ice, yeah. I also felt the film um, dragged for half an hour more than it absolutely needed. Oh, to. Christ. Extra. Yeah. That final, the fourth that final act. act. Yeah. <laughs> that, that did not need to happen. You could have easily have finished the film with the anti-venom being produced and then just had a huge battle sequence at the end and, you know, job done. Yeah, yeah. his daughter Movie's dies, finished. but he gets back and his daughter's there. He, like, has the opportunity to better himself. Yeah, exactly. But no, we have to go, you know, to the glacial cats because, you know, the monsters were there the entire time. And we have to assemble the A team of other characters whose names you don't know. Yeah, except for JK. <laughs> but there's Chick with yeah. dreads, there's JK Simmons, there's the black guy who's kind of quick relief, but he's a bit awkward. Yeah. <laughs> And you have Chris Pratt screaming at the alien to die, which is just, I, I laugh for a good two solid minutes when he was just like, they screaming really, at the alien they, to they die. And I didn't, I didn't hate the aliens enough to warrant that really graphic, <laughs> yeah. like murder of it. Yeah, it was horrific. And I was just like, they're just, you know, doing what aliens do. They've been asleep for a few thousand years, you know? This woke up pissed. They're not like, they're not. They're just like animals. They're sort of treated as animals. And the movie really goes out of its way to like kill this thing at the end. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And in a really graphic kind of way too, like the anti-venom eats away at the flesh and the musculature and they dissolve slowly. They flop it's, apart. It's horrific. <laughs> but he like rips out its eyes and everything. Yeah, yeah. Like Ripley didn't even treat the xenomorph like that. I was just waiting for um in that final battle sequence for like JK Simmons to pop up out of nowhere and just scream at the alien, get away from him, you bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and I guarantee you it was in the first draft of the script. <laughs> yeah, it probably was. And then they were just like, that's a bit too on the nose. <laughs> oh, too much. Yeah, that was just the final too much. <laughs> Look, I I think it's, that the fact that it's getting a sequel shows that we're really deficient now in getting good cinema and this sort of stuff can be made. Um, I think anyone who can pull up the production values for anything will probably get it made. And obviously Chris Pratt's name was the driving force here, but it doesn't mean you're going to get quality. So what I fear is we're going to get a whole lot of supposed blockbusters and I use that term very lightly, um, that are just really mediocre films. You can sort of see this as a B film that might, in a way, become a cult film eventually. Yeah, I don't even do... think it's got enough to make it that. Mm. Not, not unless it becomes a drinking game, like I suggested. That <laughs> might be all right. <laughs> <laughs> 
It's no, it's no um, octopus versus terracuda, that's for sure. <laughs> no. no, I can't hold that sort of badge. No, <laughs> it's not good, and it's it's way too long. And that's probably the biggest thing. If this was like a ninety-minute movie that was like this silly, I'd be like, oh yeah, I can see the appeal. This thing goes for nearly three hours. Yep. When you're sitting there watching the whole thing and you're thinking, you know what? I would actually prefer to watch Sharknado. You know this movie's bad. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Too long and $200 million well spent, apparently. (laughs) Yeah, don't don't do it. They could have made four really decent $50 million movies. Yeah, but you know what? We'll never know now because we live in a reality with this one. <laughs> and we get and we can't wait for that sequel, which I'm sure we will review. Can't wait. Ooh, <laughs> will we? Okay. <laughs> I don't even because the problem is it ends as well. Like it's got an ending that is like there is no more. But there will be. Yeah. And I guess you know, time yeah. travel is gonna be once you sort of have that, you can kind of do anything you want. Or they missed an alien that didn't get blown up at the end. Who knows? Please tell me it's like Chris Pratt. He has to travel back to the Wild West. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want him. Aliens on a train. I don't want him anywhere near Western movies. He's already done a horrible remake with The Magnificent Seven, and that was egregious enough. No, it's not too bad. Yes, it is. Yul Brenner is turning over in his grave, okay? (laughs) (laughs) Yul Brenner, Steve Queen, Charles Bronson, they're all very upset. Uh, Yeah, and I'm upset for them. (laughs) Oh, I actually like Magnificent Seven. (laughs) It's it's like Westerns, it's not hard to impress me. Yeah, fair enough. (laughs) This, however, is pretty bad. Yeah. I think that's all I've got to say about the Tomorrow War. Yeah, I have nothing nice to say about it, so I'm just going to say nothing at all. At least you didn't have to pay extra for it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I I can't say any more than I've said. It's just not worth it. Mm. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Pop Culture. I'm still Jason. And I'm still Monica. The Tomorrow Boar. The Tomorrow's Snore. Pop Culture is produced by and recorded by Jason Eddy, Monica Porter and Scott Souter. The clip for this week's show was the trailer for The Tomorrow War and the song at the end was the Tomorrow War main theme from the Tomorrow War soundtrack. It's a lot of Tomorrow Wars. If you're enjoying the show, please don't invite you to jump on Apple Podcasts and leave us a review. It helps us expand the show and reach new listeners. And if you'd like to find us on social media, we're available at Facebook, facebook.com forward slash popculturepod or on Twitter at PopCultureAU.